1: From the Pac West Center in downtown Portland,
0: presented by High Caliber Millwrights, here's John Canzano with the bald-faced truth. Well, Oregon State's got a new president, and, you know, we, over the years, have brought the presidents from Oregon State and Oregon and Washington and Washington State on this show. Jayathi Morthy is the new president at Oregon State. She's been on the job for a little while. She's got her feet on the ground. She's got a little bit of momentum, but I want to talk to her about her experience at UCLA and other places she's worked, her upbringing, what did she get from mom and dad that set her up for success, her confidence that this conference from a sports perspective is going to hold together. People may know the Pac-12 CEO group is comprised of the presidents and the chancellors of the now 10 remaining universities in the conference. Jayathi Morthy, the president at Oregon State, joining us now. Thank you so much for making time for us. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, John. It's wonderful to be on your show. Uh, I'm, of course, a big fan of yours, and I've been reading you and learning so much from everything that you've been talking about. So really happy to be Well, i got to tell you, like my daughter goes to Oregon State, and she says to me during football season, she says, Dad, I met the president. Uh, at the football game and, and so you're out you're getting FaceTime with students why is that important to you
1: well i mean I, this is a university and students are absolutely front and center uh, the students matter to me a great deal and you know i try really hard to connect I, you know when you're a president it's easy to get disconnected you're sitting upstairs you know sixth floor in uh, administration building you don't run into students much so i've been trying very hard to with them. Lots lots of stuff going on. I mean, you know, we try to be creative. Uh, just a couple of months ago, we had uh, pie on the plaza, so serving pie up during midterms, and, you know, I've been a part of our honors book club, you know, reading books with them. You know, the thing that I really love about students is just their extraordinary honesty, all right, and a a kind of purity. They see things very clearly, and, you know, when you get into administration, there's so much gray in my world, right? There's so many competing, you know, issues and things that you have to deal with, and I just love that they bring that kind of really honest clarity to things, you know, they sort of sharpen everything for me, and so having that connection with students has mattered to me a lot. It just keeps my head really clear.
0: Your dad was a civil engineer, and he worked on the railways. Your mom was a marine zoologist. I I, I have to know what that household was like for you as a kid.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it was an interesting household, I'll tell you, John, because this wasn't at all like other households that you know my other friends grew up in. Uh, my mom and dad were children of Indian independence from the Brits. Right? They were teenagers when... Uh, India became independent of the Brits. And, you know, the truth about that time was it was a time of enormous change and huge hope. I mean, all of these young folks were thinking about an independent India and all of that, you know, everything that that entailed. You know, and I'm absolutely persuaded that they, uh, you know, they they were just completely far-seeing, right? They were well ahead of their time. And I think their attitude was really formed by that particular time uh, in, in India's history. And so I grew up in a household that was really progressive. Uh, this wasn't common. You know, I, I've i got two sisters. There were no boys in the family. Uh, and, uh, you know, having your parents support girls at that time and the education of girls was a huge big deal. Uh, and so my parents were absolutely progressive. You know, I wanted to an engineer, I wanted to follow my dad, uh, and they were supportive, uh, you know, and they were creative about the way they helped me out and it gave me so many different chances. And I'll tell you, this is something that nobody else ever got. I had brilliant girlfriends in high school who never got the that I got. And so my parents were fine sending me off a thousand miles from home. Uh, I graduated high school at 15, so I was really... Uh, sent me off to the Indian Institute of Technology in Kanpur. This is basically a, an engineering school. Um, I was one of two women <laughs> in a class of 250, very, very young to be in that position. Uh, but, you know, they were brave enough and adventurous enough uh, that they let me do it.
0: The, the, there must have been some confidence. You had to have had confidence, and your parents deserve a high five for that. And what was that like for you to be at IIT as one of only two women? And you look around, and you had to be like it was all around you that, hey, uh, this is – you were in kind of the mechanical engineering field. You were in a man's world at that time.
1: Yeah. yeah. It uh, helps to not know what the future holds or even what the world's like. You know, I was 15 years old. I had just turned 16 when I started at IIT. Uh, You know, I didn't know that uh, you couldn't be this or you couldn't do that. And that's really helpful, you know, just to sort of blunder right in and jump right in is a good thing. Um, So, yeah, you know, we were one of, uh, I was, what, one of a handful of women who'd entered that institution as an undergraduate, as an engineer at that point. no infrastructure, right? Our dorm had been built maybe the year before. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, you know, Hidden Figures, where it wasn't in yeah. the restroom for women. That yeah. that was my situation. exactly that. You know, so there was one restroom on campus in the library because the librarians were there. And so, Do, were uh, you, were know, you yeah. worried about?
0: Were you worried about being able to find a job after you graduated? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, that, you know, I was told over and over again that I could get a degree in engineering if I wanted, but nobody was going to give me a job. Uh, you know, it turned out that I actually, that wasn't actually true. You know, so I interviewed for jobs in India. I interviewed for three jobs, and I got all three of them. And, uh, you know, I'm surprised to this uh, that that happened, but it actually did happen. Uh, but they were, you know, my, my uh, the other woman in my class, Uh, She ran into all kinds of trouble, Uh, just getting interviews, jobs, and other women did, too. Uh, And I was just lucky. I just happened to get the right interviewers, and I got the right jobs.
0: Jayathi Morthy is the president at Oregon State. Uh, She's joining us here. You know, you come to campus, and when you were hired, uh, I could hear the celebration from the engineering students on campus, but you're there to serve everybody. How do you balance that? When you come through the door at you know a very diverse large campus that's got special ed teachers and athletes and engineering majors and agriculture, it's kind of all over the place. Oh, for sure,
1: right? I mean, look, there's no question that uh, you know I know engineering and understand it deeply, um, and so that's you know that's the easy part. Uh, But OSU is so many things. I mean, OSU is. Uh, you know, certainly engineering, uh, it's got Earth and Ocean and Atmospheric Sciences, it's got the College of Liberal Arts, uh, it's got pharmacy, has got health, uh, and it's got a huge land-grant mission. I mean, you know, the thing that's really amazing about OSU is that it's got a footprint all across Oregon. And so there's a bunch of learning to be done. Uh, so I've been trying really hard to get out there. You know, certainly visit uh, all our experiment stations, and you know all our extension uh, operations. Uh, You know, in fact, all the last quarter was actually visiting all our different colleges. You know, meeting faculty, students. You know, so it's not a simple thing. You know, to get a deep understanding of all of this diversity, but you got to put in the time because I'm not just the president of engineering, right? It's this whole huge institution. So you just got to work at least. That's really what it is.
0: Your experience at UCLA and some other places, how much of your leadership style uh, is formed by all these places that you've been? Or maybe what did you pick up at UCLA that you find yourself using today?
1: Gosh, you know, so UCLA is a state school and so is OSU, um, and you know, so there's a lot of the structure that's the same, uh, and and so OSU feels at some level quite familiar, though our land-grant missions, are, of course, completely different. Um, what did I learn from UCLA? I, I think uh, the habits of excellence uh, I learned there, and that serves me well at OSU also, um, UCLA is a big sports school, as you know, um, and that's another set of experiences that are really, really useful. And, and one thing that both UCLA and OSU share is the service mission, right? And that's deeply important to me, the fact that you are embedded in your community. Now, of course, UCLA is embedded in a city, but it takes its uh, embedding really seriously. Uh, we are in a much more rural uh, location, but I take that mission seriously, right? The mission of service is really important to me, and that's a lesson at UCLA as well.
0: The, the role of an athletics department, you know, and you're on a sports radio show across the state, and you've got a lot of people across the Pac-12 footprint who are streaming the show and tuned in, but how do you sort of see the role of the athletic department, And how does that fit into the community? Well, you know, of course, not just the athletic department, right? I mean, I want to say how
1: important athletics really is. Um, Certainly, you know, the student context, I mean, athletics is the pathway to developing leadership skills, team building skills, self-confidence, you know, all of that, and that's critically, critically important for student-athletes and you know, everybody who plays sports. Uh, there's no question that uh, athletics is the front door to the community. I mean, you know, the thing that really strikes me about Corvallis is how the entire town turns out. Every time we've got a you know home game, there's so much excitement around it. Uh, and so it gives us, particularly as a land grant, uh, a big, big connection. Uh, to our community and you know I was thinking about it the other day John I, you know what does athletics mean what do sports mean uh, and even thinking back about you know my time in India now of course sports is very different right I mean the right. U.S. Uh, and India, the sports are very different in India of course the whole focus used to be on cricket and uh, which we you know of course don't play here but I'll tell you, uh, when there was a cricket match, and, you know, cricket match is not a, you know afternoon, three-hour thing. It's a five-day event, you know, test cricket. And people are just riveted to their radios, and, and nobody talks about anything else. And it used to bring the entire country together, right? It's just this huge communal outpouring. Uh-huh. And I see the same thing here. The minute we have a football game, we're all so focused on the beavers, uh, win or lose, we're behind them, Corvallis is behind them, the entire, you know, all of beaver nations behind them. You know, and that's such an amazing uh, connection to have, it, right? and, and it kind of harks back, you know, why, why do we have that connection? We have that connection because our undergraduate years are really precious to us. There's a lot of emotion behind that. And even as we graduate and go on to careers and all of that, you know, that connection remains. And it's just captured by athletics and our, you know, desire for connection. And this is a powerful, powerful emotion, right?
0: Jayathi Morthy is the president at Oregon State, uh, joining us here on the program. Uh, we're watching all this expansion, all this realignment, and, you know, behind it is this, mission of higher education and even ucla the school you came from leaves for the big 10 conference and there's so much money involved how does how does a conference or how does a university stay with the mission of higher education amid all that pressure to find new revenue to get on tv uh, as that sports world grows No,
1: good question right i mean you know we are a university we're a public university we're a non-profit uh, and we have this intersection with uh, athletics and uh, the whole imprint of money on college athletics. That's, you know, that's always an issue. Uh, I try to focus on the student, on the student-athlete and their needs. And, you know, uh, money or no money, my focus is always on our educational mission and how we can serve our student-athlete. I mean, that that's a part of it. Uh, now, of course, uh, you, know, you know, and your audience knows that uh, there is money in football. There's some money in men's basketball, uh, but athletics is so much more than these two things. I mean, there's a whole big slew of, you know, Olympic sports, uh, and uh, for which there's not huge amounts of money, but which is all of which are deeply, deeply important to our students in developing them. So, uh, so my focus is really. Uh, on our educational mission uh, for all students and particularly for student athletes. I, mean, I try to keep my head really clear about things.
0: I know that you sort of inherited this and you kind of walk in and all of a sudden, you know, UCLA and USC are leaving and now, you know, this is a part of your job to be on the CEO group and, and be involved in these decisions. Um, you know, what gives you confidence that the PAC-12 is going to hold together? Yeah. Oh, look,
1: I know there was a whole lot of roil around this in June, uh, you know, when UCLA and USC announced they were leaving. And, you know, of course, the luck would have it, I was at UCLA and I was making this transition. So, yeah, you know, so it was an interesting and concerning time. Uh, I'll tell you that that roil is largely settled, right? I mean, I, you know, uh, people say this and there's all kinds of discussion on you know the Internet and so on, but it is actually true. Uh, so we've had lots of discussions about, you know, what the needs of various schools are. Uh, we understand that we share geography. Uh, we understand we share culture. Uh, we understand we share a commitment to academics. So, there's, you know, there's a backbone of connection that's holding us together. And, of course, we're keenly aware that, you know, the West Coast time zone has, value you know it has monetary value um and 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 of course we want to be good to our student athletes we can't have them traveling you know crazily uh, as some of the folks in ucla and uh, usc are going to discover so there's lots of reasons for us to hold together and uh, the different members of the PACWAL conference understand it uh, and increasingly my sense is that all this talk of people running off and, you know, joining the Vic-10 or Vic-12 or whatever uh, is not—it's it, just talk. I, you know, I, I see a very different picture when I sit with the CEO group. Uh, it's a group that does want to work together and does value Pac-12 a great deal. Jay,
0: uh, you know, I have to ask you, President Murthy, that, you know, we saw – Washington State's president come out in the statement that you guys jointly issued saying that you are committed and you are galvanized. Uh, You know, when that when that discussion happens, how important was that for you guys to come out and have a vote of confidence publicly?
1: I think this was really important, all right? Uh, The the reason really is that there's so much, you know, speculation. Obviously, you know, people are, you know, wanting to see a media deal, and, and of course, we have got, you know, Beaver Nation and fans looking, uh, you know, for that to settle. And I I understand that. Uh, But there's also been, you know, a lot of stirring of the pot. There's piles of speculation and misinformation around. Um, You know, and we all felt that we ought to... Tell tell Pac-12 uh, in the Pac-12 community how we felt about uh, the future of Pac-12, and you know the future is bright. There's so much here uh, that Pac-12 has to offer, uh, and we w- and we just wanted to convey that we are together on this. We've got confidence uh, about the future of Pac-12, and we know that things are going to be good.
0: Will there be a deal? Do you expect a deal in March? President Schultz at Washington State said he expected something in March. I hope
1: so. I mean, it would be wonderful if we could get it done, but I do know that, uh, you know, media negotiations are interesting and complex animals. So uh, I don't know that I've got a crystal ball and I can say that it's going to be March. The greater be great if it were March. And, of course, uh, President Schultz, is you know, he knows his stuff. He knows his athletics. So happy to believe him.
0: Growing up in India, if somebody would have came to you and said, uh, you know, you're going to be president of a university, Jayathi, you're going to have uh, discussions about, you know, the conference realignment and media negotiations, what would you have thought as, you know, a 15-year-old kid?
1: Oh, my gosh. You know, I don't know that I knew there was any such thing as American football. I don't know that I knew anything about conference realignment or any of that, right? completely a different world. Uh, But, you know, know, something else, John, uh, that's changing. You know, I was in India recently, uh, you know, trying to get people interested, students interested in coming to OSU, and American sports are such a big thing there. I mean, basketball is huge. So I had this young kid in a high school I was talking to stand up and say, hey, you know, if I came to OSU, can you get me into the NBA? And, you know, I, I wouldn't have known what the NBA was, you know, growing up, but that's changed completely. I mean, it's huge,
0: huge stuff in India NBA now. The, you know, the president at, at Oregon is an interim president, and you're fairly new. Uh, how does that work? Are you in contact with the interim president at Oregon? Do you guys talk, or is it just when you join the CEO group meetings, that's when everybody sort of comes together?
1: Oh, no, no, we we talk. you know, so we we are both a part of the Oregon Council of Presidents. And so there are what seven public universities plus OHSU uh, here in Oregon. We are a group that uh, gets together. In fact, I, I well I would have been in a meeting uh, last week except for the snowstorm, so I ended up zooming in. Uh, so we talk we talk about uh, higher ed policy. Uh, in Oregon, uh, we present a budget together, uh, you know, to the legislature, um, you know, so, yeah, and, and so we communicate constantly and, uh, you know, interim president Patrick Phillips at U of o and I talk, uh, we have a lot in common because we are one of, we're only, there are only two research, one universities in Oregon and we are it. And so we communicate all the time
0: it it's there there are a lot of Pac-12 fans that are nervous there's all sorts of misinformation out there it feels like it's a political election sometimes when i'm reading all the various reports from different parts of the country why do you think we're getting all of that information from other parts of the country why you know it, it feels this is new to me a decade ago when the Pac-12 negotiated its last media deal nobody even knew it was being negotiated now this is all public
1: Yeah, you know, well, because of all the royal in college athletics, right? I mean, you know, there's uh, all all of these uh, different uh, conferences and uh, expansion and pulling on each other. Money has, of course, become a big part of the mix, and so uh, money then drives realignment. You know, you saw that with USC and UCLA. Uh, They're leaving. Suddenly, opened up the possibility of all of these conferences realigning. So, um, so there's lots of speculation, and you know, and to some degree, there's you know deliberate uh, feints and misinformation. Um, not unexpected, but the intensity of it, I guess, is a little bit of a surprise. I
0: I love talking with you. Love letting our listeners get to know you a little bit. And I'm sorry to hammer down on the media right stuff, but. I just want to ask you, you know, as you're you're in those meetings and the statement comes out that you're all committed, we've seen reports that, hey, this school or that school might be thinking about leaving. You say that what you're seeing behind the scenes is very different. Are you seeing 10 presidents and chancellors who are saying we're committed, we're in this, let's just get the right deal? Or are there some parties who are looking for something in the deal before they would agree to it?
1: I mean, I'm sure we're all looking for you know a good strong deal, uh, and you know there's obviously uh, you know all the linear stuff, there's streaming. We're looking for a good mix of those things, and there'll be a healthy discussion uh, when we do get to uh, the actual media rights. Uh, there's, there's of course been, you know discussion about unequal shares, unequal maybe media rights, or or uh, the CFP, or you know other in both kinds of uh, monies. And we will have those discussions. Uh, they are fair discussions. Have, uh, and But nevertheless, I know that what sits underneath is a commitment uh, to pact 12 I mean, we want to hang together. We find a lot of value to each other. And so we work out the things that need to be worked out.
0: I appreciate your time. I hope you're having fun on campus. You, you probably, as a student, were very serious as an engineering student and you know you were you were young on a campus at 15 16 17 years old but do you have fun being a president do you have fun in the job that you're doing or the stress that comes with it uh, does that override that
1: no 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 it's it's actually a lot of fun you know I, I I know this issue for other people as well but I really find learning to be fun and just sort of learning all of these different things that are there on campus and Getting to all our, you know, stations all across Oregon, this has been a huge learning experience. And for me, that's a lot. It brings a lot of energy to the job. So I'm just loving every minute of it and loving our athletics and, you know, just learning so much.
0: President Jayathi Murthy, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I uh, would love to have you back on at another time and uh, after you get a media rights deal done, but thanks for letting us get to know you a little bit. Thank you so much. This has been lovely talking to you. Appreciate the time. There she is, the new president at Oregon State, Jayathi Morthy. There was some news in there. There was a little bit of news in there as she talked uh, around it, about it. And look, to be fair to her... As she pointed out, she inherited this. She has not been part of the Pac-12 CEO group prior to the defection of UCLA and USC. So she doesn't remember the old guard. She wasn't one of the presidents or chancellors that hired Larry Scott, for example. The only two left in the room now, Michael Crow at Arizona State and, of course, Gene Block at UCLA, but he's not in on these discussions. So there are nine members who are going, okay, where do we go from here? Uh, I'm going to unpack this coming up, but I thought the bigger, the prevailing thought was that, look, there's a lot of talk out there, but it's just talk, What she's seeing behind the scenes very different. She also um, pointed out that there's been some discussion about unequal revenue sharing, uneven postseason distributions, but she said that uh, in the end, um, you know, there is focus – with all these members those are fair discussions nevertheless she said what what is uh, happening behind the scenes is that there is a commitment that, that that stands i think in alignment with everything that we have talked about in this show i want to unpack it a little more though coming up uh... first though steven's gonna give you an update here we're at the bottom of the hour and uh... we will uh... we'll catch up with you in just a second <laughs>